Let's continue, Beis Hashem, with the, the next Mishnah. We're calling this Mishnah Tazayin, okay? Different people have different Mishnahs over here. But Mishnah Tazayin is an interesting Mishnah. Uh, there's a lot to be said over here by this Mishnah. We've been going through the last few Mishnahs, if you remember, different character traits and different capabilities of people, right? We've spoken about people that retain their learning, remember their learning. That was uh, yesterday's Mishnah, right? Different types of Talmidim. We then also spoke about anger, that was two days ago. We spoke about different people in their in their response to anger and how that responds to their betochen and emuna and the rabbonu shalolam. Okay, we are now going to move on to a different type of daya, different type of character trait, and this is very much in the sugya of giving, which is a wonderful thing. We haven't, by the way, if you if you remember, we haven't gone through the sugya of marriage for a few days. So I guess we're going to utilize this mishnah to try and spend a bit of time understanding the midah of giving which is definitely one of the most important and crucial aspects of a marriage or any relationship for that matter. So here we go, Rabbi Yisai Mishnah Tezayin. Arba Midois Benoisnei Tzedakah. Says the Mishnah, there are four Midois, that means there are four types of people. And again, I implore amongst you to try and see which person you fit yourself into. When you hear this Mishnah, who do you identify as? In this Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. There are four types of people that give stalker. They all give stalker. Okay. We're not talking about people that don't give stalker. We're talking about people that give stalker. They do charity. But how do they do it? Okay. Here we go. Number one. That he wants to give. But he wants others not to give. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is a person that looks badly in the, at the money of others. Okay, so this is a person that wants to give, but doesn't want anybody else to participate in a bad way. Not because he wants to mazak himself with the whole mitzvah. But he doesn't want anybody else to do it. He looks badly amongst, amongst them and their money. Number two. This is a guy that wants other people to give, but he himself doesn't want to give. Okay, that's another. That's called Enoi Roya B'Shaloi. He's very, very stingy with his own money. Number three. Right? Again, yeah, you remember this. The third one of the Mishnah is always the good one, right? He, he gives and he wants other people to give. That's a chosid. That's the best. And then the last one, which we've seen from the last one, last two Mishnah is, He doesn't give and he doesn't want anybody else to give. That's a Russia. That's a Russia. You don't give and you also don't want anybody else to give. That's really bad. It's one thing you don't give. But you don't want anybody else to give. That's terrible. So let's try to understand a little bit of what's going on. Okay? Let's try to understand. We're talking again about character traits. Now this Mishnah is very much like two Mishnahs ago. Not like yesterday's Mishnah, right? Yesterday's Mishnah was more about God-given talents. And we spoke about the talents that everybody has that were given by God. Over here... We're not talking about God-given talents. True, the Rabbani Shalom gives some people more money, and some people less money. But that's irrelevant. We're not discussing a rich person or a poor person. Everyone can give stocker. This is a mitzvah that everyone has to and should participate in. No, no mix doesn't make a difference how much money you have. So here we're not discussing a God-given gift. Here we are discussing an inborn trait that can be nurtured, can be changed, can be worked on. Now, before we even get to the mission, or maybe what we'll do is, Let's discuss the Mishnah and then we'll move on to discuss a different topic within the Mishnah because I think that's important. 
giving tzedakah, by the way, should not be looked upon, even though it is, but should not be looked upon as an obligation. It's not something I have to do, so let me figure out how to do it in the easiest way, the quickest way, and the painless way possible. No. It should be a privilege. Right? The Aruchayim HaKadosh brings down that every person that has money is because the Rabbani Shalom has given him money as a pikadon to hold on to, to be able to give to others. The Midah of Stoim that we've spoken about here before was very different. The Midah of Stoim was... If God gave me money, and God gave you no money, who am I to mess with God's plan? Therefore, I'm not going to give you any money. That's terrible. That's Midastoim. Says the Rechaim HaKadosh, we were given money so that we can help others. So in other words, the money that you have, I know this, by the way, when I, when, you know, I have to, part of my very not geschmack part of my job is fundraising and collecting money and begging for money and asking for money. And, um, you know, there are certain people and these are the best people in the world. They should be blessed with loads and loads of money. These are the people that feel and make me feel that I'm doing them the favor. Thank you so much for allowing me to give money to the yeshiva to help the boys or whatever it may be. They make me feel like, oh, like, like, wow. And then some people make me feel like, like, like really bad. You know, when you have to wait outside somebody's home when it's raining and you wait in the rain, like in the line of Mushalachim. And, you know, you get your $18 check at the end, which doesn't even pay for breakfast over here. And it's like, oh, great. This is really good, you know. I feel good about myself. But you know something? The whole fundraising trip is always a avoidus habitochen. So when we work in Amun and Hashem, everything comes from Hashem. Hashem has enough work, money to keep the yeshiva going. I'm not worried. I'm doing my ishtadlis to make it work, whatever I have to do. And who is the right person that's going to be zoicha to give us money, to keep us going, to continue us doing a chizik? You know what? You have to be zayichah to give money to this yeshiva. It's not simple. It's a schus. Because the schus that you're giving is, is, is helping boys getting closer to Hashem Yiddish guy. I don't know. I don't know how easy it is to get such a schus. So, you know what? I say to a guy that says no when I ask him for money, I say, you know what? You're not zayichah. I feel bad for you. You had the opportunity and you're not zayichah. When I first started the yeshiva, you should know, I went, I wasn't planning to do all this. I, I went to a Moshe Hillel Hush. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I did not go to him. I've gone to him other times. I went to, um, I went to, I can't remember the name, sorry, a very, 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 very big goddle, and I, I asked him, before I opened the yeshiva, I don't really want to open the yeshiva, I mean, I wanted to, but I didn't want to, I said, what's the problem? I said, I don't want to become a fundraiser, I'm really not interested, I want to open the I want to give share, I want to talk to guys, I want to help guys, I want to, that's what I want to do, I'm not interested in running around the world being a fundraiser, she so said to me, I don't understand. It'll come to be his name. I, I don't understand. You have a wonderful product. You're selling your product. If you believe in your product, so sell it. What's the problem? What are you embarrassed of? What are you upset? You're 100% right. It gave me, it gave me such a chizik. I can't tell you. It, we have a beautiful product here in Yeshiva. We all know that. There's no shyla. You have to be, have to have a schuss to be able to give money to this product. It's not, not everyone's zeicha. Okay? I went, I went, when I first started, I went to, uh, Lakewood and I went to the offices of BMG and I asked them for some help. So you guys, like, you fundraise, like, billions. Uh, come on, give me some help, right? Can I... I said, this was my idea, right? I wanted to find 12 guys to give each month of yeshiva. Whatever, 12 guys, each of you give whatever it is it costs to run the yeshiva. 12 of you, boom, you have the whole year sponsor. And I have to go fundraising. They laughed at me. <laughs> like, what, you think we, we didn't think of this idea? You're the first one to come up with this? But they, they said to me another site. And they said to me from Gedolim, whatever, part of a Chirov, there's a reason that every Rosh Hashiva in Klal Yisrael has gone collecting. 
I, there's many people that can support the yeshiva like this. What's the pshat? There's a few reasons. One is kapara sabonis. And the other one also is to give a schos to klali soul to be able to give from all over the world. If just 12 people do it, come on, no one else has the schos. So we give the opportunity to loads of different people. Anyway, the point what I'm telling you is, giving stocka is a privilege. And every single one of you should be privileged to be able to give in a big way. You should always be on the giving end. Okay, you know how I just told, um, I think Asher Stein just now in the office, and I posted now the CM, um, and I said, anybody wants to sponsor the CM, there are sponsorships available. Within a few minutes, somebody said, what's available, right? Now, that person, by the way, is not particularly a very wealthy person, but he's a person who likes to give, okay? He likes to give. And I said, do you know how amazing that is? You know, people just like to give. They want to give. It's a big thing. Rav Desla, Emechtev has a section called... Um, we should perhaps do it here in Shea, because it's the most amazing thing. I tell every chassan before you get married, learn kuntras hachesed in Rav Desna. He talks about the idea of giving and how giving has to become part of us. Now here we're talking about stocker, but giving could be anything. It could be with time, it could be with yourselves, it could be with your effort, but of course it could be with your money also. But what we're saying over here is, is that there are different types of people, there, there are different midas of people. Some people are not givers, but they have to push themselves to be a giver. And some people are natural givers. We see by the tzaddikim, the tzaddikim were some of the biggest givers ever. I'll tell you a story, for example, with the Heiliger Sanza Ruf, so he was known, it was known by the Heiliger Sanza, he was known for his tzedakah. And he would even give up his kiddush becha, his becha for kiddush, which was, you know, from al Rebbe's. He would, he would give into a store, give me money, I need to give money to tzedakah, right? Many tzaddikim didn't even want to have a penny in their houses overnight, that wasn't given to Stocker. By the end of the night, there was nothing left in the homes because if people didn't need money, we're going to give it straight away. So there was one time, right before Shkia, on Erev Sukkot, he sent a shliach to a very wealthy person in the community to borrow a large sum of money. So the wealthy guy said, sure, no problem. The Rebbe asked and he gave him the, the large sum of money. But he said, I don't understand. It's right before Shkia. What on earth is the Rebbe doing with the money now? All the stores are closed. There's no way you could purchase anything or buy anything. Even the poor people can't buy anything for Yontif. So curiously, this wealthy guy followed the shliach who delivered the money to a person who he knew that Stocker already provided the essentials for Yontav. So he came to the sons of Rebbe and said, I don't understand. That money went to that guy. That guy already got the essential things that he needed for Yontav. Why did you give him more money? The tzaddik explained, the Torah says, especially on Sukkot, but all of them told him, right? that you should enjoy the Yontav with food and drink and a person should have simcha. Now, okay, if you have enough money for food, so you'll have a certain amount of simcha. But if you know that straight after Yontif, your creditors, the people that you owe money to, are going to become knocking on your door, how much simcha are you going to have over Yontif? I wanted him to have money right before Yontif, so he goes into Yontif with the feeling that, wow, I don't have any debts anymore. This is going to be great. I can pay off my debts with real simcha and have an emistic of simcha. Now, by the way, that's called going beyond. Why? The Rebbe made sure he had enough money for Yontif. Okay, I'm done. Good. What do you want from me? I gave stocker. I gave my Meister money already. I did my 10%. I'm Yaitza. Tzadikim understand it's not about that. It's about looking to the needs of Klal I have a Yid that I'm in touch with that is right now, I've spoken about it before, he's on the line to receive the lethal injection to kill him, which is actually legal in many countries. Uh, the advantage that I have is that I ha- it takes a year. For him. He's, he's in the line. It's going to take a year till he gets the injection, right? It's illegally allowed. They're allowed to kill people. Anyone wants to commit suicide, you're allowed to... No, 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 he didn't do anything wrong. He went to a doctor and he asked, yeah, it takes a year. So I have a year to get out of it. 
one of the things that this Yid is suffering from, he owes a lot of people money, right? He sent me a message this morning. I met uh, a few people that owe money. They wanted to bury me alive, so I'm just going to do it for them, right? It's nebuch. It's very, very sad. And I'm trying to put together money that people should be able to give him so that not, not so that he'll be able to continue living. That, that's, it's a good, that's what we're trying to do, Rabbi Sai. The mission is teaching us a very big assertion. Now, we haven't gone through the, the individual things. I don't know if we need to go through all the individual types of the Mishnah. But I think the basic idea of the Mishnah is telling us that the third one is the most amazing person. What was the third one of the Mishnah? You know, I, I remember the first time I went to somebody's house in, um, in it was in Flatbush. And I was to his office. I went to his office. This was a guy that I'd never met before. His brother knew me and said to me, go to my brother. I said, okay, fine. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You know, it's always nice opening new doors and meeting new people. I sat with the guy. He says to me, what do you do? I'm like, Sheila. I don't know if he mentioned her any time, whatever. So I, so I said, like, speak on turning time. He's like, eh, no, you don't. So I'm, I'm not lying. You could just put it on. He had in his office this massive, the whole wall was like a screen. He said, let me see. So he types it on. Like, I'm watching him. I'm like, oh, I hope they haven't, like, removed me in the last five minutes. So he went to turning time. And I happened to tell him I was the first one on the share over there. It's like, ah, okay, fine. I agree with you. And then he called up the head of turning time to find out. And I said, how many sure I have, whatever. Because he did his research on me. Anyway, I, I, listen to this. This is amazing. Okay? He could have given me a check. And I would have said, Tiskan and Mrs., thank you very much. I love you. And move on. You know what he did? He called up his friends. And let me tell you, that's not an easy, easy thing to do. He called up his friends. And he says, I have this guy over here. Apparently he has a yeshiva. And Lamaisa, we want to give him money. What can you give? I'm like, I'm sitting there like, you don't even know me. You don't know me. You don't know the yeshiva. You don't know anything I do. And you're calling your friends? That's a chosid of the Mishnah. That's what the Mishnah is saying. You're giving and you want other people to give also. The Gemara tells us, by the way, that when you cause other people to give, you get more schar than giving yourself. That's how it is. But the point is, Rabbi Sayyid, of this Mishnah, if you can't, because if you can, you do. The idea of this Mishnah is that there are four types of characteristic traits. There are four types of people. Let us be one of the people that want to give, that willingly give, that our inside is telling us to give, but we're also rejoicing when other people give as well. We don't only want to be the one to be the plaque on the wall. I mean, listen, if a guy comes to me and says to me, I want to give you a new building on condition that my name is the only name on the building, I think we'll all agree that we'll take it and it will be gavalding, right? All donations welcome. Forward slash. Anyway, the point is that we have to be a person that wants to give. And by the way, this doesn't only apply in stocker. It implies so many places in life. Be a giver. Be someone that wants to give of yourself. We just spoke about Riv Gershon. And how the void that he left in this world is open to us. He left a void of giving. Giving Mesiris Nefesh. Maybe not so much darker because he didn't have anything. Right? What did he have? You look at his apartment. There was nothing there. We went to his apartment a few times. What did he have already? Right? A tiny little place. There's nothing there. He couldn't give so much darker, but I'm sure he gave whatever he could. The point is, he gave up his time. He gave over to Klalisol. Every single one of us has so much to give of ourselves, whether it's in our bank accounts or whether it's in our time, our effort, a smile. Whatever it is that we can do, that's our job. That's what the mission is telling us. Be a giver, be a person that wants to give, wants other people to give. And when the revolution sees that we want to give, he's going to enable us to give much more by giving us the funds to do that, of course. Tomorrow, Be'ez HaShem, next mission.